Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. We're so glad you joined us here for the conversation as we go verse by verse through the book of Jeremiah. Our series, The Hard Truth, is looking at this Old Testament prophet's messages of sorrow, judgment, and hope. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Hello, friends, and welcome back. So glad that you joined us for our conclusion of the 31st chapter of the book of Jeremiah. Had a great time last episode talking about the new covenant and how special it is because you and I live in this New Testament age. and We've experienced, Lord willing, uh, the power of the new covenant in the fact that we have come to Christ by faith and we are the recipients of the Holy Spirit of God who does that work of transformation in our hearts and lives. And so I hope that more than just theology and more than just getting a primer in the various covenants of God, that we are encouraged by the truth that ought to be alive and operative in our lives. So we're in Jeremiah 31, as I said. Look at verse number 35 as we complete this chapter. Thus saith the Lord which giveth the sun for a light by day and the ordinances of the moon and of the stars for a light by night. So who is God? God is the God that controls the heavens. He is the God that set up uh, our, our, our timetable in providing guidance for a light by day in the sun and and a light by night in the moon and the stars. And we get our direction and we could talk much about astronomy and all of it, but this is God. God set up the natural laws in, in the universe. God is the one in control. He's the creator. There's so much we can say here, but that's not the point God is making. The point he's making is because I'm this, and because I did this, let's go on. Verse number 30, 35. So I gave the sun for a light by day, the ordinances of the moon of the stars for a light by night, which divideth the sea when the waves thereof roar, the Lord of hosts is his name. So we look at these awe-inspiring aspects of nature, the sun, the moon, the stars, the ocean. I mean, these are grand examples of things that God has done that are enormous and beyond man's ability to control and beyond man's ability even to understand all of what they are and how they work, even with the benefit of all the knowledge we have today. Look at verse number 36. If those ordinances depart from before me, saith the Lord, then the seed of Israel shall also cease from being a nation before me forever. So what is God driving at? What God's driving at is this, that there is a permanence to the sun. It was there at the beginning. It was there when you were born. It'll be there when you die. It'll be there when your great, 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 grand, grand children die. I mean, the sun is a fixture. The moon is a fixture. The stars are fixtures. The ocean is a fixture. And these are things that are are here. They're part of God's creation. And my people, Israel, and their status and retention as a nation is as sure as those things are sure. I'm the same God. I'm the same God that put them there. 
I'm the same God that keeps them there. And I'm the same God that called Abraham. I'm the same God that put my people here. And I'm the same God that will put them right back here. I'm the same God. And if you don't think I'm going to be faithful to Israel, then watch for the sun to blow up. Then watch for the moon to watch for the moon to disappear. Watch for the suns, uh, the stars to fall out of their place, or for the ocean to dry up, because that would happen before uh, my nation Israel would ever be entirely obliterated. What a promise! God is conditioning the longevity of Israel, the permanence of Israel, on His own creative power. Boy, that's, that's a pretty good foundation on which to trust that God will preserve the nation. Now, think about it. Here we are in 2023 at the time that I'm giving this podcast. It is just the end of November in 2023, beginning of December 2023. Now, think about it, that God has honored that promise, and the nation of Israel, against all odds, has... The people have regathered. They're there in that land again. And God has honored this promise and will continue to honor it uh, for eternity to come. Why? Because God always makes good by his power on his promises. Look at verse number 38. Behold, the days come. Let me see. I'm sorry. Verse number 37. Thus saith the Lord, if heaven above can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, I will also cast off all the seed of Israel for all that they have done, saith the Lord. So here's this hypothetical situation that God introduces. So if you could go and search out the whole universe, if you go visit every star and see everything and understand everything and see everything God's ever created out in the grand expanding universe, if you could mine down into this earth beyond the crust, into the core, into the beyond the mantle, into the core, into the, the very depth of the earth to understand everything there is and see everything there is in the foundations of this earth, then, then, then I would cast off Israel. But the point is that will never happen. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Here we are in 2023, and we've barely sent a rocket ship to uh, the nearest spots in our solar system. And our solar system is just a small solar system in a small galaxy among a very small uh, greater galaxy that there are millions and billions of galaxies. And I mean, it is, we are infinitesimally small. And even our time on earth, we spend our time on this little this little crust on earth and the foundation of earth is thousands of miles deep. We'll never exhaust and understand it. And God says, that's my point. My point is I will never give up on my people. It's not going to happen. Uh, I like the New Testament promise that the writer of Hebrews reminds us of, and that is the words of the Lord where he said, I will never leave thee. I will never forsake thee. Now, we can bank on the presence and permanence of God in our life as believers. It's a great promise. Look at verse number 38. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, 
that the city shall be built to the Lord from the tower of Hananil onto the gate of the corner and the measuring line. These are surveying terms. The measuring line shall yet go forth over against it upon the hill Gareb, Gareb, and shall come pass about to Goat or Goath. You say, now, what, where are these places and what are these measuring lines and what's being surveyed here in verses 38 and 39? Well, the answer to the last question is, this is the city of Jerusalem. And God is giving very specific measurements by very specific landmarks about how big Jerusalem will be. Now, some of these places, we don't even know where they are today, like like Go, like Goat and Gareb. But, but it seems to indicate that the city of Jerusalem, by measurement, by surveying language, is going to be much bigger than it is today, and it will be rebuilt. So think about it. Where was Jeremiah at this time? He was in Jerusalem. What, what was happening to Jerusalem right then? It was facing impending destruction. The very temple that was standing, the beautiful Solomonic temple, would be destroyed. The city itself would be burned with fire. The people would be vacated and taken captive. And so bad days were coming. And yet God was promising, yeah, but better days are coming in the future and I will bring my people back as a flock and and I am faithful to my promise. And before the stars would ever fall from their, from their place or the sun would ever stop shining or the moon would ever uh, stop her shining at night, I keep my promises. And I'm here to tell you that Jerusalem will be rebuilt. It'll be bigger and better than ever. That's a physical promise that that will happen. Now, if you were to go to Jerusalem today, and I've been there, and I love Jerusalem. I love walking the old city. I love walking down the narrow streets and seeing many of the the old historic places like the Western Wall or like uh, uh, some of the buildings that have been there for hundreds and even thousands of years. I, I enjoy that so much. I love giving tours, all of that. But we're not talking about the city today that's been rebuilt. And it's a big city. And there's, there's a lot to it. We're talking about a future time when Jesus himself will rule and reign from that city, a time of future rebuilding where it'll be expanded and it'll be like we talked about a couple episodes ago, that habitation of justice, that mountain of holiness. Look at verse number 40. And the whole valley of the dead bodies and of the ashes and all the fields unto the brook of Kidron. Now I know where that is. That's on the eastern side of the city, the Kidron. And unto the corner of the horse gate toward the east shall be holy unto the Lord. So all these places right now that are characterized by death. If you've ever been to Israel and stood on the Mount of Olives, all you're looking at right down the hill is a cemetery. It's death and history and decay. But God said there's coming a day when Jerusalem won't be this antiquated city of death, but will be a place of a life and replenishment. And the Bible says, it shall be holy unto the Lord. It shall not be plucked up nor thrown down anymore. Watch the promise forever. Forever. There's coming a forever permanence to the city of peace. 
Maybe that's why God says pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Because when you pray for the peace of Jerusalem, you are praying a prayer I guarantee God will answer in his time. And this is just one of many passages that reiterate that very point. God's team always wins. Hope that helps today. We'll jump into a brand new chapter next episode. Uh, Join us for that if you would, and we'll see you next time. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.